as you know from listening to this podcast, Jupiter is now retrograde. It's going back through Capricorn and back to Sagittarius over the next couple months. Then it starts to go forward again in the fall. So the Jupiter energy is the focus of today's episode and how we can best utilize that energy day to day and hour by hour with the Hora, the hour of planetary energy. And every Thursday is ruled by Jupiter. And about twice every day of every week, Jupiter rules an hour or so of time. So what can we do to best utilize our energy? And there's so many things we just can't control right now. So many uncertainties and changes and disruptions to our routine. So what can we really control and how can we manage our energy and time and attention so we don't spin out and get caught up in things we can't control, anything external? So that's the focus of today's episode on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. My name is Jeremy Devins, and today's episode is supported by the Quiet Mind Membership. This is a yoga membership that I offer where we practice and apply these teachings of Vedic teachings that are at the source of all yoga, Ayurveda, and Vedic astrology, which I teach. And you can join now for just $9.97 a month or $97 a year, and that price will go up soon. So this is the founding member's price, and you can lock it in for life if you sign up now before that ends very soon. There's just a few more spots left in that, at quietmind.yoga membership. So Jupiter energy, if you went back to the Jupiter podcast about the planet in general, you know the qualities of Jupiter are spirituality, religion, beliefs, idealism, optimism, expansion, growth. All of these qualities are stronger on Thursdays in general and during the Jupiter hour of each day of the week. So to know the hour of the day, I recommend using the Align 27 app that's free to download and it's the best that I've found that lays out the horror so you can follow along and see what horror you're in right now and then listen to the podcast to do with that and see how to best manage that energy and see how to work with that. So one thing is mantra that you can do and the Horus switches over. And Om Guruve Namaha is the mantra for Jupiter. Om Guruve Namaha. And you can chant that 108 times with the mala bead as 108 beads. Or even just for a minute, just chanting it for a minute during the hour. If you say like you've got some important meeting to do or some important decision to make and you're not quite sure, your mind is just not quite clear Jupiter especially is about the wisdom and intuition and insight that can only come from within that is beyond rationality and thinking and the observing and thinking mind or the ego, but it comes from deep within this intuition that's beyond reason, beyond logic. That's Jupiter wisdom. And that is slow, simple, quiet, and still. And we need to create those kind of circumstances to really hear it. Otherwise, we're just constantly go, go, go and responding to the environment and situations and tasks. And it's harder to hear that Jupiter energy within us, the guru within. Guru means one who brings light into darkness. And you can imagine feeling your way around a dark room that you just walked into and you don't know how big it is. You don't know what's around the corner. You don't know what you might step on because it's too dark. So connecting with your Jupiter energy through meditation, through mantra, 
through whatever it is for you that, that gets you in touch with that, yoga, spiritual practices, religious practices, that brings light into that dark room. So now you can see, if I go over there, that's not going to go so well. Or if I go there, there's going to be a lot of support and uh, that's going to make more sense. So when you need that direction and guidance, maybe before looking anywhere external, you could do your practices. Maybe it's just a minute of mantra or a minute of meditation or just holding down dog for a minute. I've had plenty of times where just holding down dog for a minute clears my mind right up and I know exactly what to do next. But as always, I recommend having some sort of regular meditation or practice that gets you in alignment and helps you see and perceive clearly. And that's really what all the teachings of Vedas and yoga and Ayurveda, it's about basically having a clear lens in which with which you see the world. And early in life, you know, we, we don't really have a lot of control over things. We're kind of being moved around a lot. And our perception is colored by our caregivers and our environments. And we might not see fully clear early on. But as we become adults and mature, we can do our work to clear the lens. And sometimes it's a daily practice. Really, in, in general, it's a daily practice of kind of taking a shower, brushing our teeth. We do those things daily without really thinking about it, I hope. Uh, you know, ideally, we get to brush our teeth and take a shower every day. And we know that's important. Otherwise, the dirt accumulates pretty quickly. Uh, so what are we doing for the mind in the same way, you know, and what are we bringing into the mind? Just like we're ingesting food and, you know, you eat too much sugary food. I actually had a, for a while, I was on a uh, fruitarian diet, actually. Uh, I, I tried a lot of different diets and I just fruit almost all day, every day, and then a big salad at night. And this is called the 80-10-10 diet, if you're curious about it. Uh, I was, you know, very open-minded and trying a lot of different diets a few years ago, about 10 years ago. And that was one I tried for a couple months. I'd buy a big box of bananas every week. Yep, the whole box. I'd eat the whole box every week because bananas are kind of the staple of this diet. And I would uh, eventually, uh, with eventually after doing that for a couple months, within one day, my teeth would get uh, so full of sugars from the bananas that I was getting uh, toothaches and cavities quickly, like within one day before brushing my teeth in the morning and night in that space, my teeth would be sore and achy and I, it would feel like they're decaying from all the constant sugar. And even though I was drinking water, switching it up, right? So this is just an example of, you know, if we're taking in something that, you know, on the surface, like banana is great and there are good things for us. Uh, that we can ingest and take in information-wise and experience-wise, you know, like reading a book on your device is great, or reading some information on your device, or watching a show, great. Uh, but if you do that all day, every day, and that's kind of your thing, and, you know, this is kind of my own speaking to myself of, like, not thinking there's one thing that's going to uh, make all the difference, knowing that it's, you know, life is about variety and different experiences, and our body has to adapt to new stimuli, so it's important to have a variety of experiences so we don't get sort of uh, too much of a good thing. Like I had too much sugar on my teeth, started to get cavities, had to change my diet up and let go of this ideal of, okay, that was the best thing, but uh, maybe not in the long run. Maybe it was good for a week as a sort of cleanse, but in the long run, not so good for my teeth and my overall health. 
In the same way, there's probably things we're taking in, maybe in social media, you know, taking in social media for a half hour, an hour, not a big deal, or watching some bad shows or drinking some wine every now and then, not a bad idea. Uh, it's totally fine. But, you know, anything in excess, then we've got to work to clear it out because now we've clouded up our lens and we're not seeing clearly and we need to see clear again. And sometimes that means like a day fully offline or maybe even, you know, I was just watching a video of somebody took a month off of social media. And I see my peers do that quite often, right? That's something where I haven't gotten so immersed in it where I feel like I need a whole month off because I, I don't use it that much. But if there is something like that, that you have that, you know, your, your, your bananas in your life, your box of bananas. Uh, by the way, you get a discount at Whole Foods if you buy a box of bananas. So if you're thinking about trying that diet for a week, uh, go for it and see for yourself what it's like. Uh, it was, I would say it is good for a week, but but you get that discount on the box of bananas. So that's nice. But anyway, you want to make sure your lens is clear and that's how the guru energy can come through you. And this is, you know, really in modern, the last 10 years or so, the sort of guru worship of this whole study of yoga, Ayurveda, Vedic astrology, these things, the guru worship has fallen and all these sort of mythologized and deified people you know, we see our human, they make mistakes, they, they abuse their students, they, they do all sorts of things that any average human has done in some, you know, to a worse extent, uh, causing more harm than ideal, but they're human. And the guru, there, there's definitely gurus outside of us. There's definitely people we can learn from and listen to and get incredible life advice from. But I would be cautious of anybody who denies their humanity because I believe that's part of the human experience. Why else would we manifest as physical humans if we didn't have something to learn from the whole human experience of ups and downs, highs and lows? So I think the guru wisdom from you comes from that human aspect as well. And every Thursday is a great time to get in touch with that and really connect to what nourishes that part of you, what helps you see clear. And maybe it's like taking the day off from social media on Thursdays. Maybe it's uh, clearing your mind through a long meditation session or a yoga session or a long hike. So really, maybe you'd make a list uh, of, the, some, of the things that help you sort of clear the lens, that help you see clearly. Because of course, if you have just a tiny speck on a lens, it's going to distort the whole image. And as I know, making a lot of yoga videos now, if those lenses are just a little bit smudged, it messes up the whole shot. So you got to keep that lens clean and with the metaphor of the lenses, I actually put a cap on my camera lens every time after I use it. So I sort of protect it. And in the same way, our minds, you know, we need to protect them in some ways of not letting in everything and, and constantly taking in noise and information that isn't helpful. And that's where it can be helpful to make a list of just what you take in throughout the day. You know, do you just sort of mindlessly pick up your phone and go to a certain website that, you know, like you don't really like reading that. You don't feel good after reading it. Uh, it it's just kind of brings in worry or fear or anxiety, or, or maybe it's like you have someone you follow on Instagram who it's like every time you see their stuff, you just feel worse. Like you're comparing yourself to them. And on one level, that's your internal work of, you know, not comparing and doing your own work of not judging yourself. But on another level, it's why do you keep putting that in your environment? Like, it's okay to say like, yeah, you know, I see I'm comparing myself and I don't really need to do that. But I think it's 
totally fair and valid to say, well, why even expose myself to it? That's not why I'm on social media to see what this other person's doing and compare myself. You know, I'm here to maybe share about my work or my creativity or friends or whatever, you know, you use it for. Be really intentional with that and how you use your time. And Thursday can be your sort of reset day of like checking in, you know, how am I clearing my lens and how am I seeing unclearly? What is distorting my perception and where is essentially something shrouding my light? Right? So I might see really clear and be real on point and like excited for the day, optimistic, ready to expand and grow my work and my expression and helping others. These are all great Jupiter energy things. And then I just, out of habit, pick up my phone and I'm suddenly in that vortex of negativity, comparison, feeling insecure, unhappy, whatever it might be, discontent. Right? We all have those things. It's like, I don't need that on my Instagram feed. That's not why I'm using it. I don't need that website. That's, you know, maybe sometimes, right? If I feel really clear, my lens is clear, my energy feels good, right? I feel on point, on purpose. It's okay to check out those things uh, and, you know, make sure I can stay centered. But if it's sort of throwing me off and I'm not seeing clearly afterwards, you know, why keep it? And that's something to explore for yourself. And maybe you have a different result. Maybe you want to, you know, just see different perspectives and experiences. And uh, maybe it in some ways motivates you or inspires you. And then keep it, right? But if it doesn't, and it's just causing harm every time you look at it, maybe reevaluate. In the Jupiter time of every day, you know, if there is a time like you want to read a book, you know, maybe you have a reading habit or have a friend you talk to and just kind of philosophize, right? I have a couple of good friends where I can just like talk and it's it's kind of therapeutic, it's kind of coaching, it's kind of listening, uh, it's kind of philosophizing. It gives me insights and clarity into my own life and perspective. I get insights into their life, you know, and we kind of grow and it's a really uh, healthy relationship, I think, and, and sort of great communication and talk about spiritual concepts. And if you have friends like that, that's, you know, that's an important thing to have in your life because there's just always things we can't see ourselves. And no matter how much we polish our own lens and do our best to see clearly, we can't see from outside. And that's where having teachers and peers and friends and allies and perspectives and guides is so helpful because they can see things that we can't. And especially, you know, not just media online, not just take, you know, listening to my podcast, but like working with a teacher, working with somebody who could be in that category of guru, one who brings light into darkness. And from the, uh, the inner gold, this is a great book, the inner gold that I recommend if you're, if this stuff is interesting to you, this sort of personal growth stuff and Jupiterian kind of stuff. It basically talks about how we all have this immense gold within us, but we can't see it at first until somebody reflects it to us. And that's often the case. Like for me, I was kind of a aimless teenager for a while. I did really good in grade school and then high school, I just became kind of uh, aimless and reckless and really like not healthy in a lot of ways. It's kind of gotten with the wrong groups of people. Uh, but there was one counselor who saw me differently than anybody else. And that stuck with me and it stuck with me. Like I still think about him pretty regularly. Like he saw me, saw the potential in me. And I, that was like a perfect example of Jupiterian energy, that counselor who I worked with at high school. And it was just really inspiring and motivating and set me on a very different path and trajectory in my life that I couldn't imagine being on without him. 
And then I've had several teachers since then who see something in me and reflect something back that I just can't see quite myself. My astrology teacher was definitely one of those people. And that's why I'm here now because of his impact on me. And I had read all sorts of astrology books, even gotten online readings, but it wasn't until working with him directly that I really saw the power of this and saw the power in myself to share this because I'm just so passionate about it anyway. So it helps to have those outside perspectives to see your brilliance and wisdom and the gold that's within you is reflected in them. And one po powerful tool for this is to think about somebody you admire and respect, who you kind of put in this sort of light as like a guru or teacher, and just write down everything you love and respect about them and that you admire about them. Then take their name off the list, just cover their name up, and just look at those qualities and see if those qualities are within you at all. Just maybe just a little bit. Right? If it's maybe you respect and admire that they're bold and courageous and they go after their goals and maybe they are really compassionate and kind to other people. and they, right, Whatever it is for you that you see in this person you respect and admire. And then point the finger back at you. Is it possible that it's also true about you? Are those qualities within you? And I would argue that very likely they are. And there's probably some gold that you have in you that you needed them to reflect but all along it was within you and at some point you might move away from that teacher and i've had many teachers over the years that i've worked with for a long period of time several years and then we just kind of grow apart it's like the thing that i was there to see in myself i saw and the relationship was incredibly powerful and helpful and I still love and respect them and will gladly connect with them anytime. There's not like this disconnect. There's not like I don't need them. It's just that there was a sort of lesson there to be learned and you've probably experienced this too. People come into our lives for a reason, a season, or a lifetime as that saying goes uh, and some people do stay for a lifetime and that might be your teacher and they might constantly be reflecting in that way. Uh, but I think in many cases, people come in for a reason or a season and you learn something and then you find another teacher to help you learn something else. And I think that's okay. Whatever your situation is, there's someone you stay with for years or someone you stay with for a little while. Uh, it's important though, I think, to remember that what you see in them is essentially a reflection of what's in you. And essentially, it's all Brahman. It's all the source energy within all of us all qualities of yin, yang, masculine, feminine, high, low, up, down, left, right, whatever it is, all those qualities are within all of us. And we might choose to express or manifest certain ones over others. But again, the Jupiter time of the day and the week is a great place to reflect on these things. Do your journaling practices. Reflect on the things I shared here. I shared three different exercises you could explore a very Jupiterian kind of work and find where your next area of growth and expansion is because as long as we're alive, there's always a next area to grow and expand. And that's what Jupiter teaches us and can remind us of every Thursday and twice every day in the Jupiter Hora. So I hope that's helpful for you. And uh, before I go, I just want to share a Zen koan because I love Zen koans and these really connect me to the Jupiterian energy and I remember first hearing these from Alan Watts, one of my first teachers, the very Jupiterian energy. And uh, if you want to look up koans, K-O-A-N, there's Zen koans. These are 
sort of questions or riddles that don't really have an answer. But for me, my experience of them is when you try to answer them, you have to connect to that Jupiterian energy and it's beyond logic and reason. And it's just this sort of knowing. So one of the koans is this Zen master asks his student, what is Buddha? And the student answers three pounds of flax. So <laughs> Christine and I were looking up koans and we laughed about that one for about a week. And uh, I think that's the goal. If you can kind of break your seriousness and laugh at yourself a little bit and remember, you know, the meaning of life, what is Buddha? What is enlightenment? What is the purpose? Three pounds of flax. Now, intellectually, there's more to that. You know, there's, there's a reason that three pounds of flax was a significant thing at the time in China. It, was how they, it had to do with how they made their robes. Uh, but just that image is, is good enough for me. I'd rather not know the specifics of the story. Actually, it kind of keeps me more in touch with the Jupiterian energy of uh, not thinking about it too much. Of course, you've all heard, what's the sound of one hand clapping? Or if a tree fa falls in the woods, does it make a sound? Right. Or uh, when the Buddha asked his student to come inside, like, why are you standing outside? And why don't you come inside? The student said, I do not consider myself outside. All right. So <laughs> look up some koans if you want some entertainment. And uh, maybe that connects you to your Jupiterian energy. Uh, one of Alan Watts' stories, he talks about a sick friend being in the hospital. And uh, he said, you know, I love when you talk about koans. So I got this book of koans. And I have no idea what any of them mean, but I'm very delighted and happy. So thank you for that recommendation. So hopefully that helps you uh, find some humor and joy and contentment and not needing to try to figure everything out, right? Because Jupiter has a knowing that's beyond logic and beyond figuring things out. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. Again, if you want to join me for yoga practice, check out quietmind.yoga for my weekly Zoom classes. And then you can see the recordings. If you can't be there live, quietmind.yoga slash membership, where you can sign up and come to all of my class recordings. There's now a bunch of them on there, about 20, I think. And then monthly workshops, including topics on Ayurveda, yoga, and Vedic astrology. Thank you for listening and have a great rest of your week. I'll be back next week with a horoscope for June 2020. And we'll talk about what to do with all this retrograde energy going on right now. All right, see you then.